we have mobily banked the unbanked. We have given them free and instant international money transfer. We have provided them financial services that have had gatekeepers for hundreds of years. Hello there from Bedford. How are you all? Welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by the Mighty Kraken, the best place to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. What a week. Oh my God, Bitcoin hit $40,000. Insane, right? How insane is that? Anyway, listen, I'm your host, Peter McCormack, and today I've got an interview with my good friend, Jack Mallers, where we're going to be talking about Strike. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. But before that, I do have a message from my show sponsors. So today we're going to kick off with Sportsbet.io, the very best place for online gaming, and they accept Bitcoin. They are also the front shirt sponsor for Southampton Football Club and also the betting partner for Arsenal. So if you're watching the Premier League and you see Bitcoin logos everywhere, well then you have sportsbet.io to thank. Now, with Sportsbet, you have every market you could possibly be interested in. They've got football, tennis, American sports, motorsports, even esports, every sport you can think of. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. Just head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions to find out more. And that is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T io. Also, time to welcome my new sponsor to the podcast, which is Exodus Wallet, who I will be using from now on as my mobile and desktop wallet for Bitcoin. Now, I've been looking for a wallet to use for my day-to-day Bitcoin use. Currently, Casa is my deep storage. You know that. That's my multi-sig storage. But to move any Bitcoin from there takes days. So I needed a solution for the small amounts of Bitcoin I need to instantly send that I'm using to run my business on for day to day. And the reason I like Exodus is because they've crushed the UX. If you go and check it out, you'll see exactly what I mean. It is so easy to use. So if you want to find out more, you want to check out Exodus, head over to exodus.io, search for Exodus in the Apple or Google app stores, or just search for them on Google. Also, let's talk about Casa. Come on, it's about time. Bitcoin at $40,000. I'm sure some of you are making some mad gains and you need to take your Bitcoin security seriously. And Casa is the very best in Bitcoin security. They will help protect you from hackers, personal mistakes, in-person attacks, device failure, and so much more. And with Casa, they have a product for every Bitcoiner. With Casa Gold, you get triple the security of a hardware wallet for only $10 a month. With Casa Platinum, you get their 3 or 5 multi-sig, which is the best protection for large Bitcoin holders, and that comes at a great price. And with Casa Diamond, you get a full service offering, including a customized personal security review, inheritance planning, and of course, the best in class in security. There is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security and get total peace of mind. You can find out more at keys.casa, which is K-Y-S, C-A-S-A. Okay, so on to the show. I've got my good friend, my good buddy, Jack Mallers, back on the show. And if you haven't heard his announcement yet, Jack has announced the launch of Strike Global, which allows users to send money anywhere in the world in a matter of seconds for free. Fucking game changer, Jack. Now, Jack and his team have absolutely crushed it. What he has managed to do here is mind-blowing, and it's all done using the Bitcoin network and Lightning. So I had to get Jack on the show to talk about this, talk about what they've done with Strike and how they have achieved it. Just a note, at the very end, my mic dies. For the last couple of minutes, I had to use the sound from the local recording, so it just sounds a little bit shitty. So uh, sorry about that. Anyway, love this one. Always love talking to Jack. He's an absolute badass and a total hero. If you do have any questions, you've got any feedback, you can reach out to me. My email address is hello at whatbitcoindid.com. Also, Defiance is back. And yesterday, we launched the first in our series of single-show audio documentaries. Locked Out looks at the challenges faced by convicts when released from prison who want to get back into work. You can find out more about that at defiance.news. Outside of that, have a great weekend, and I'll see you all next week. Good to see you, Jack, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. How are you? 
Good, man. Glad you can fit me in now. You're like so much demand from mainstream news <laughs> now. You can you can fit in this little podcast in Bedford. No. You fucking you're, baller. You're the biggest thing since sliced bread. Congratulations. I feel like I owe everyone congratulations nowadays. It's uh, been a long time coming for everyone. But you're huge. You're huge. Thanks for having me, buddy. Or just remember Dude, we were friends before the fame. Well, Dude, yeah. <laughs> you you can come on whenever you want. You've got the fame, man. You're you're changing Bitcoin. And we look look, we got loads to get into. We've done a few shows together over the last year or so. We've got a load to get into, man. But the first thing is I'm sat here, I've got trading view open. I see Bitcoin at like twenty sorry, thirty two thousand six hundred dollars, and it looks stable. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking stable. Like, how do you take this in? Um I don't know. I don't think anyone could have emotionally prepared for this. Uh, it's surprising for all of us. But with that being said, uh, I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. It's why we've invested our lives into this space. So it's a little bit of mixed emotion. I'm floored by it. I think all of our lives are changing in real time. The world is changing in real time so fast. It's hard to keep up. But uh, at the same token, I very confidently said on your podcast that Bitcoin was going to easily be a trillion dollar asset in the year 2021. And what are we, five mm-hmm. days in and we're almost there? So, almost there, dude. Yeah, no, that, that's my immediate take on it is uh, it makes sense. It makes sense to me what's going on uh, in the world. Uh, Bitcoin should be priced this way. It's still at an immense discount. Uh, and I've been expecting this for years. So as surprising and taken aback, uh, I am by it. I I am so confident that this is correct and good for the world. So, so what's the strike price on that trillion dollars? It was it about fifty two thousand dollars, something around. I, I guess it depends on how you calculate the circulated supply and coins in existence and such. But it's around the fifty thousand dollar mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we could do that by the end of the month. Oh yeah, we could do it tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's been a bit more. I think, do you know what I think it is? Is that we, we went from that like 10K mark, which we couldn't get out of, to where we are and pretty quick. It's been an almost straight line and the dips have been small. They've been like 10%. We haven't had any of the 30 percenters. I think it's just the speed that has happened. I think that's taken us all back. Is that, and it's not that like, oh, I've made a shitload of money thing. It's like, oh, we're really real now. We've got a lot of interest from institutions. You know, there's what you're, what's going on with what you're doing. You're hearing, about the likes of uh, JPM Morgan now selling Bitcoin. Look, there's just so much happening, so many different directions. I think it's more, it's more that, I think. Well, it has been for me. Maybe it's different for you. Um, listen, I, like, I know uh, my stepmom, Brooke, will text me all the time, like, why'd the price go up? Was it this piece of news or this institution? Uh, in reality, like, markets are unique and strange and act uh, within their own realm. They don't care about anybody else. Uh, And so the truth is there's just more buyers than sellers. My personal opinion is this uh, recent quote I've been spewing all over the internet is that everyone's operating their life at a loss if they're not protecting their wealth in something else. And we can touch on that. But whether you're Michael Saylor, whether you're Russell Okong, whether you're a normal individual living an everyday life, commuting to work and working a nine to five, you all face the same problem. Uh, and so especially now with coronavirus, with the recent influx of U.S. dollars and printed currency, everything, 
everything is going to go up in price, every single asset. Even the couch in your home is probably going to sell at a premium on eBay. Uh, and those that trade at a significant premium, though, where cash flows are going to sprint to in an absolute emergency evacuation is uh, scarce assets, hard, scarce assets that have defined supply, that have defined monetary policy, uh, and that are hard, reliable, liquid money. And you've seen a rise up in the S&P 500, for example, is people are treating Mm -hmm. that as safe haven. But Bitcoin is engineered for this exact moment. Uh, And so, yeah, depending on the day, you could say, hey, dips are getting bought quicker. Institutions are here. Innovation's finally here. Whatever your narrative is, I don't think it really matters. Uh, I think that Bitcoin is just a really hard and scarce money and there's more dollars being printed than there are things to, to purchase. There's not the equivalent amount of houses popping up everywhere, or Bitcoins popping up everywhere, but there's an immense amount of dollars coming and so they have to go somewhere. So I think that's well, all it is. That's not a surprise that they're choosing Bitcoin. Conversely, conversely, everything's getting cheaper if you hold Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, life for uh, Bitcoiners gets immensely cheaper, almost at a hundred percent clip a year on average. And uh, if you don't, if you hold dollars and just let them sit in your checking account, life for you gets more expensive. Life will get doubly as as more expensive uh, every five years at this rate. So, I mean, it's a it's becoming a no brainer, and people are waking up to it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I've been twisting the words and just saying things in cuter phrases on on national TV, but it's all the same thing. <laughs> it's that. You, you have to store and protect your wealth uh, in something. And dollars, clearly, if you hold it in dollars, then the assets around you, everything that you want to achieve in life, um, so not the CPI, Netflix subscription, but if you want a house, if you want your kid to go to Harvard, uh, if you want a nice car, if you want a vacation, all of those things with dollars in your checking account is getting 15 to 20% more expensive every year. So they will double in price in the next three to five years for you. Now, if you hold it in Bitcoin, something like, or a harder asset, things actually are going to get cheaper because that harder asset is going to retain value and the assets around it are going to depreciate against the harder money. And so really from a high level, it's very simple. It's where you preserve and protect your wealth, the assets around it are are continually getting repriced in it. And, And that's, it's just an interesting, different way to think about it. Um, But that's all that's happening is that the assets around Bitcoin are going down in price and and the assets Mm -hmm. to the dollar are are going up. And so it's a no brainer. And I don't care if you're Michael Saylor, if you're Jack Mallage, if you're Peter McCormick, I mean, that problem scales to everyone on the planet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and and it's happening at a a rapid pace, but all markets do. Markets don't wait for anybody. Um, Things happen overnight. Uh, they don't, they're not going to allow you to realize all of this and then safely accumulate as much Bitcoin as you need. You know, (laughs) markets run from you and run from you fast. So. Well, dude, I started, uh, it was funny back when, um, when the price was like 6,000, I wasn't really accumulating just, I don't know why I just, just wasn't, I I think I was probably still nervous. It was going to go lower. And I know we had that March 12th. Uh, big drop with the covid but i don't know i was just i was just nervous about it i started scaling in all my company and personal money around 10 and that's worked out right and there'll come a time when it won't there'll come a time when it tops out but hopefully if you've accumulated enough through that period you can ride something else out but also maybe maybe next year maybe the next uh bear market will be different 
But anyway, look, we can talk about that forever. I can have these conversations with anyone. I need to find the 101 from about Strike from you. Because last time we spoke, you just told me a little bit about it, a little bit about mm-hmm. what you've been up to, what you've been working on. And then here we see you on national TV talking about Okung and supporting what he wants to do to get his salary in Bitcoin. Uh, super interesting. And then I reached out to you because I was like, holy shit, I can use that for me, right? Uh, I think that solves a couple of problems for me. But let's do the 101. Uh, let's like go right back to so anyone listening who may not have heard of Strike. They've certainly heard of you, but... Let's let's uh, let's cover what strike is. Yep. Um, so I think it's firstly important to l- let's discuss monetary networks as they exist today, before Bitcoin and Lightning and things like Strike. Um, so the most popular monetary networks that exist today are the Visa network, the PayPal network, the Square network, the TransferWise network, the Swift network. Now, what do all these things accomplish and do as networks? And don't be mistaken, they are networks, just like the Bitcoin network and the Lightning network. The Bitcoin and the Lightning network have the tendency to attract this kind of nerdy, highly technical, you know, the the hacker screen with the green letters on the black overlay. But um, all of these things are networks and they attempt to achieve the same thing. So let's visit. I mean, Visa is just ACH plus the Visa network. What the Visa network does in combination with ACH, which is a way to move American dollars, uh, is they achieve things like identity. Like how does one identify themselves on the Visa network? How do I say, hey, I am Jack Mallers in the Visa network and I can send and receive money. The second is specifying a payment protocol for one identity to pay to another. The third is receiving money. How does some merchant or recipient within the network request and receive and settle money? Then there's things like credit and debiting. Right. And, and Square does the same thing, right? PayPal does the same thing. My cash tag is my Square network identity. And I can use that identity and use their payment specifications within the Square network to make and receive payments, right? The interesting thing about these networks is that they're all bifurcated and segregated and private. Uh, someone on the Square network cannot participate on the PayPal network. My cash tag cannot pay to your PayPal account, right? Cash App and PayPal don't speak to each other, right? They're segregated. TransferWise, uh, you either use TransferWise or you use Swift. You don't use them both. They're different networks. Okay. The insight and thesis behind Strike is that the Bitcoin and Lightning network combined is the most efficient and open monetary network. It's the first and most efficient, fastest, cheapest, open, global monetary network. It achieves all of these things like identity within the network, payment specifications in sending and receiving, uh, how final clearance and cash finality is achieved. All of these things are defined in an open matter and achieved from day one within this network. And so strikes 101 is if Square is ACH plus the Square network and PayPal is ACH plus the PayPal network, Strike wants to enable ACH plus the Bitcoin and Lightning network. We think that this network is going to outcompete all of the other private networks, and it won't even be close. Uh, and so from a very high level, that is our thesis. It's a Bitcoin native neo bank in your pocket that's built directly on top of these new monetary networks known as Bitcoin and the Lightning network. And we can achieve, frankly, anything cheaper, faster, and inherently global 
than anyone else. And it's very important that it's an open network, which gives us an unbelievable competitive advantage that I can't even begin to explain, but I'll stop there. And just from the highest level ever, you got ACH plus the Visa network, ACH plus the PayPal network, Strike is ACH plus the Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. And and that's our thesis is we're using Bitcoin, the network, not necessarily the asset, but the network. So I'll I'll stop there for a second. Well, no, because we've got a few things to unwrap there. First, you probably need to explain to people ACH are because some people people won't know. They won't work in the sector. Mm -hmm. Um, ACH is uh, automated clearinghouse. It's... It's just a way, it's a network to, to move dollars. It, it's uh, for those that are in Europe. I think it's the SEPA network, right? Yep. It, it's just a way um, to move dollars around uh, between parties. And so essentially your on-ramp has to come somewhere. Like Visa plugs into something, plugs into some bank account or such. Uh, but but it's, just, it's just an enabler. And so I'm using ACH more, more broadly, but Strike can also be, the Visa network plus the Bitcoin and Lightning network, right? Prepaid cards plus the Bitcoin and Lightning network, cash plus the Bitcoin and Lightning network. Um, it's it's some ramp into the network. Some is does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. So so if I want to open up a Strike account, right? I download the app. What do I get, Jack? Do I have do I have a Bitcoin wallet? Do I have a dollar wallet? Do I have a pound wallet? What do I have? Yeah, you you have it. It acts just like Cash App or Venmo. You you have a Neo bank account, get an account number, you get a routing number and you can custody and hold for the United States. We're, we're currently active in the U S you hold dollars, hold dollars, FDIC insured. Um, but those dollars in this new, like really novel, interesting bank account on your phone is interoperable with this new monetary network all over the world. And so you can scan Bitcoin QR codes and pay them with your dollars. You can make lightning payments with your dollars. You can receive Bitcoin and lightning payments as dollars. So as Bitcoin comes flying into this new bank account of yours, it gets automatically converted and credited to your account as dollars. You can po- process US payroll for someone like Russell Okung natively on the Bitcoin network and puke it out to his address as dollars. Uh, so it, it's a US dollar here in the US, it's a US dollar native uh, bank account, which is built on this new monetary network. Uh, and for the UK, it's pounds or the EU, euros, uh, so on and so forth. So if I'm sat here with my strike account, I say I've got a hundred dollars in it, and I'm like, I owe Jack some money. I owe Jack fifty bucks from when I last saw him. I send you fifty bucks through the app. I send it to your ID. How is that actually getting to you? Talk to me through what actually happens there. Yeah. Well, first, let me like w- the reason we're talking is we actually have a massive announcement. So. Well, let me first highlight that. One, we've partnered with Bittrex Global, and Strike will be coming to over 200 countries. Um, boom. 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 <laughs> Let's say uh, a little bit louder. Let's say a yeah. bit louder. 200 so fucking we, countries, man. Yeah, we've partnered with one of the biggest exchanges in the space. Uh, Strike will be coming to over 200 countries, plans to support all major fiat currencies. Uh, we'll be onboarding all 1 million plus Bittrex users onto strike enabling them with the lightning network so this whole like lightning network doesn't get used and doesn't have a lot of users also dies today and we'll be launching our strike card partnered with visa here in the us in q1 and in q2 will be available for those in europe and the uk uh and 
you know, on your topic of how does money move and, you know, what's being accomplished here, let me concretely tell you, I think the first killer app that Strike is going to attack and the killer app for Lightning is going to be free and instant uh, international transfers of money. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to first accomplish with our global launch here. It's, it's not taking simply taking the U.S. product and giving it to people in Europe, but I can send any amount of money anywhere in the world instantly and for free with this new monetary network and strike. And so let's explain that. So let's say, Peter, I want to send you $1,000, but you are in the UK and you operate in pounds, correct? Mm-hmm. So here's how this yep. would work. What happens when you have Strike in the UK and I send you $1,000, Strike is then going to debit $1,000 from my US balance or a linked bank account, right? It's going to take the $1,000 I want to send. It's going to programmatically and automatically trade that into Bitcoins in real time and in a way that's available and accessible in our United States Bitcoin and Lightning infrastructure set. Now it's going to take that Bitcoin and zip it across borders and over the ocean in real time where it lands in our one of our various UK Bitcoin and Lightning infrastructure sets. And as soon as it gets there, physical value is transferring across an ocean over borders in less than a second at no cost. And then when it arrives in the UK, we convert it right back into pounds and we give it to you, Peter. Now, what happened there is extremely novel. And let's break that down. We now have an asset class and a monetary network that's able to achieve cash finality anywhere in the world at any time at no variable cost. Never in the world has there been, we've been able to escrow physical value for no cost and in real time, right? First, we would need a digital bear instrument that actually holds physical value, which is Bitcoin. Then we would need a layer on top of it that offers cash finality that removes the cost to escrow and the time to escrow. So Bitcoin without Lightning carries variable cost and variable time to achieve transaction finality. With Lightning, those problems are solved. The third real problem is that in order to use this novel new monetary network that is Bitcoin and Lightning, you have to use Bitcoin the asset, right? And, and for us, that's okay. We don't mind using Bitcoin. We've set up our Lightning node. We've done the podcast with Matt O'Dell. For the everyday person, actually obtaining and using Bitcoin is not something they're interested in. But with Strike, we solve that. We allow you to use these new monetary networks with US dollars, with British pounds, with euros, with the Swiss franc, right? And so now, all of a sudden, the combination of Bitcoin, Lightning, and Strike enables me to send physical value anywhere in the world at any time at no cost. It is absolutely transformative. Right, and you compare right. it to yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll let you. I'll yeah, let I've you. got I've got so many questions because I'm like, okay, so so I've got my wallet here. You sent me a thousand dollars. It comes in, says I don't know what it was at seven hundred fifty pounds. Say that's seven hundred fifty pound that's in my wallet. Is that seven hundred fifty pound represented by Bitcoin that exists somewhere, or is that nope. it's represented by cash? So you're just it trade. You're just using the Bitcoin pound. to trade. Correct. One of the very important points in why we're able to pull this off is not only do we have a new digital bearing instrument that carries physical value, not only do we have a layer two that's able to achieve transaction finality at any time, at no cost, at anywhere in the planet, 
But we also have this commodity, this asset class that has sufficient liquidity in every single currency pair that's ever existed. You can think of the Satoshis in our infrastructure. So we have infrastructure spreading across the globe. We've got different sets in the UK, different in the EU, Central America. We've got, depending on the currencies or the regulations or the policies, they're just physical Bitcoin enlightening pieces spread all over the globe labeled as strike. And you can think of these little Satoshis that we're sending around as soldiers. I'm like, I want to send $1,000 to Peter. And a group of Satoshis takes that. So my $1,000 gets converted into these little batch of, of soldiers that are Satoshis on the, on the network. And they run over to the UK in less than a second at no cost. And they say, hello, I'm here to carry out a task for Mr. Jack Mallers. We need British pounds for Peter McCormick and we need them now. Well, thankfully, Bitcoin has liquidity in the British pound. When? Oh, 24-7, 365. There, are, there is no market close at any time. No problem. And they swap themselves into British pounds and they enter right into your pocket. And then Boom. you may need to send them to El Salvador and they'll run over to Central America and do the same thing. And El Salvador may need them in Australia. Now, what's actually happening is we're moving physical value that has the liquidity profile that any asset in the world would ever need. And they're just running around the world and escrowing value in real time. And, and the fact that I'm using dollars and you're using pounds is purely convenience. Um, but convenience is important. And, and we're able to make real-time and instant remittance payments at no cost. That is okay. an absolute. And, and here's another thing is like, it doesn't matter the, the size of the payment. I can send you a dollar. It'll get to the UK in real time at no cost. There's no minimums. I could send you a dollar. I could send you a million dollars and we'll get the same output. Output. There's no variable cost to achieve any of this. And it's, it's honestly remarkable. Yeah, no, it is. So, so that leads me to more questions. Like if you're, you've essentially got a trading engine in the background that allows this to happen. Correct. But you're doing that. This is zero cost, but there's usually like a, there's usually a cost to trading. So how are you doing it at zero cost? We're just not uh, charging the fee. The, the counterparties that we have established, there's no fee to execute with them. I mean, there's a trading fee for the average uh, retail trader that's on Coinbase Pro. But I mean, we do millions of dollars in volume alone here in the United States in this beta, and uh, our counterparty partners uh, don't charge us anything. Um, so we're delivering the, the service at no cost. Well, how, how, do you, how do you generate money then? Where's, where's the Zap business model? What's going to make we, Jack Mallers a billionaire? We have, we have plenty of revenue models. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to be transparent about where, where we charge money right now. There is, there is nothing I want to discuss. I mean, like people copy me all the time. I'm very cautious of uh, spelling out my blueprint too much. For example, our relationship with Visa, the strike card, we collect all the interchange on that, for example. So oh, people yeah, use yeah, our yeah. card. So that, there's one example. Um, you know, we, we have merchant services that, that we'll charge for. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, I really want the focus to be on like the progress humanity is taking here and international transfers. I mean, our world is now immensely more connected in a significant way by this new open monetary network that is Bitcoin and Lightning. And what it's able to achieve is fundamental progress for humanity. It's actually, it's, it's really insane. Um, here, here's another, there's so many golden nuggets packed in here. Here's another one that's going to mm -hmm. blow your mind. When I sent you the 1,000 US dollars that was received as pounds, you just asked, what's the conversion rate? I don't know. What is that? 750 pounds. You, you immediately questioned, well, what was the Forex exchange rate used? And when I walked you through the user story, you'll notice there was no 
forex exchange rate referenced, right? That transfer was comprised of two transactions. One was a Bitcoin buy, where my US dollars were converted into Bitcoin. And then the other was a Bitcoin sell, where the Bitcoins were converted back into pounds. Okay. When you net those two out, it actually achieves the exact Forex exchange rate. In fact, in our testing, sometimes it's even cheaper than the going Forex exchange rate, which just outlines some flaws and lag in how the Forex exchange rate is used. But Strike is an example example in, in like broad daylight of how maybe the real Forex exchange rate between any two currencies is the net between a, a buy, transfer, and sell through Bitcoin as the world's now new novel reserve asset. Uh, and that the, the price between dollars and pounds when exchanging should only be calculated by getting into Bitcoin and moving in across the world and getting back out first. And, and yeah. so there are so many nuggets in here that this new monetary network is going to escrow just a new epoch, really, a, a new way to think about international transfers and how we make and receive payments. Next up, I talk to Jack more about Bitcoin and Strike. But before that, I've got a message from my amazing sponsors. Okay, Kraken, my favorite place for buying and selling Bitcoin. And it's the only place I use right now for buying and selling Bitcoin. But why, Pete? Well, they are consistently rated the best and most secure cryptocurrency exchange. And look, security is really important to me. They also have the best in class in security. So whatever issue you have, whoever you are, wherever you are, they're going to get that fixed for you. And if you want to start trading Bitcoin, they have all the tools you could possibly need. Whatever your level of experience at Kraken.com, it could not be easier to sign up and start trading Bitcoin. They also have a beautiful mobile first app so you can buy Bitcoin on the go. And with their margin trading, futures and OTC desk, Kraken has every option covered for you. There is no better place to trade Bitcoin. You can find out more at Kraken.com or download the app. It's available for the iPhone and Android. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N-P-R-O. And lastly today, but never least, are my good friends over at BlockFi, who absolutely crushed it last year, and they're going to crush it this year as well. Just before Christmas, they had a huge announcement. BlockFi is launching a Bitcoin Rewards Visa credit card early this year, and I've been very excited to see this. Now, with the card, you can earn a market-leading 1.5% rewards in Bitcoin on all card purchases. There is a $200 annual fee, but you can earn a $250 bonus after spending $3,000 in the first three months. So you can stack stats with all your card purchases. Waitlist registration is now open for all BlockFi registered clients. If you want to join the priority waiting list, then you need to open up a BlockFi account. But the public waitlist is slated open early this month. If you're interested in checking BlockFi out, I recommend you do your own research. Then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. This is why I wanted to speak to you about whether I can use it for my business, because I... I majority of my sponsors, if not all of them, are in the US, right? So they all pay me and they all pay me in different ways. I've got one who pays me by Bitcoin. I've got one that pays me via uh, like bank transfers. They all pay in different ways. The least efficient one is the bank transfer because mm-hmm. I have the foreign exchange rate. But the foreign exchange rate that the bank offers is wildly different from the quoted foreign exchange rate. Like I, lo- I lose money. I, I can't remember. I'm losing something like 0.05% or something, which, you know, adds up so there is that um i have clearance issues i've got one invoice that was paid back on the 14th december that still hasn't come through yet um it's all just a bit of a pain and so it causes me a problem but then that's but it's also making me think of other things like for example jack 
you know, you know, I used to travel a lot with work, right? So I would go from here to South America, to Boulder, mm. to Chicago, to New York, whatever. And everywhere I'm going, if I haven't got the money out in advance, which I usually haven't because I'm fucking useless, I'm withdrawing either cash from an ATM and I'm paying $5 every time, sometimes more, or I'm paying like this 50, uh, 50p, like whatever that is, like 60 cents fee on every card transaction. If I use my Visa card globally from my strike account, does that eradicate that issue? Yeah. I mean, so what you're talking about is let's like first cover the bank transfer one. I mean, what you're discussing mm. is that you have someone that's located elsewhere in the world that needs to get you physical value. And what I'm describing is there's now a new novel way to do that from a high level. The best way to accomplish that is take their currency, convert it into this new monetary network that's able to achieve finality instantly and for free at any time, get that to you in your physical location and convert it back. And so the real currency exchange rate, fuck what a bank says, fuck mm -hmm. the bank. That's the real, that's the most efficient and fastest way to get you the money. And so let's say that you are a merchant and you're, you have some checkout on your uh, What Bitcoin Did podcast to schedule a session. And I'm in the United States. I go check out $50 to, to Peter McCormick, What Bitcoin Did, and I make the payment. And Strike is going to take the dollars, convert it to Bitcoin over our lightning infrastructure, zip it over to the other side of the world, and then convert it back to pounds and check you out. And, and the cost to, for us to achieve that is nothing. There's absolutely no cost. It's insane. And if we were to charge something, someone else is going to copy me listening to this podcast and charge less. I mean, the fact that there is no cost to do that, I mean, the, the free market is going to drive it down to what it needs to be. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's honestly remarkable. Um, and, and the fact that it's an open network, I mean, I have so many stories. I want to tell you about our pilot in El Salvador. I want to tell mm -hmm. you about the story in India, UPI open networks. And so, yeah, anyways, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm so proud of it, honestly. Uh, it's a huge achievement. Hold on, and did, you, did, you, did you in El Salvador go, go and stay with Michael? Go and visit Michael? So I, I'm going in January. Uh, ah, we're, okay. we're launching a pilot in El Salvador. So I, I think that this it shows exactly how powerful this really is. Um, so El Salvador, I think it was 1892, introduced the colon as their currency. Um, but in the 1980s, they had this devastating civil war. Uh, and economy went haywire. Uh, eventually, they introduced the U.S. dollar as their official currency, but they don't have the banking infrastructure or the legal right to print U.S. dollars. So everyone there is relatively unbanked or banking infrastructure is not very accessible. Um, and so the world, world around them is priced in dollars, but access to U.S. dollars, especially in a digital manner, is not there, right? Also, El Salvador is ranked eighth in the world for inbound remittance from the United States. In 2017 alone, there's over $4 billion sent from the United States to El Salvador in one calendar year. Okay. Now, when talking to El Salvador residents, sending money from the US to El Salvador is expensive through SWIFT and Western Union. It takes sometimes over a week, but at least days. Uh, and it's not very safe. These people go pick up the money in physical locations and there'll be like gangs that sit outside the Western unions and just kick your ass if you don't give them 25%. Now let's do this whole thing with strike. Strike, I can send $1,000 to someone in El Salvador. Again, the $1,000 is going to debit from my bank account, converted live in real time into these little 
Satoshis in our infrastructure. They're going to run over the Gulf of Mexico and run over to El Salvador in one second and at no cost. And they're going to convert themselves into now we support tethers. So what does an El Salvador person really, really want? They want access to a synthetic digital dollar that they can store their value in, right? They price that the rest Mm -hmm. of their world is pricing dollars. So now those little Satoshis that traveled from Chicago, from my Chase bank account, then to Satoshis, then zip into our Central American infrastructure and convert it into sats and credited to the user. The user now has 1,000 tethers. Free at no cost, safe to their mobile phone in the safety of their home. Now, all of these El Salvador residents have essentially a cash app on steroids. They can make P2P payments between each other with these tethers. Like, oh, I get a haircut, two tethers. Oh, I I went grocery shopping, seven tethers. Okay, perfect. And then if you want to, they, they ask me like, well, am I stuck with tethers? What if I don't want tethers? What if I need local currency for an emergency? You know, there's no strike tether tellers or ATMs. There's no strike ATMs here. It's like, no, but strike is interoperable with the Bitcoin and Lightning Network. That's its whole point. It's an open network. So you can go to the Bitcoin ATM in El Salvador, go to the Bitcoin tether, teller in El Salvador, and you can scan a Bitcoin QR code to withdraw from the ATM. Strike is going to take the tethers in your app, live convert it into these Satoshis. The Satoshis are going to enter the Bitcoin ATM, and the Bitcoin ATM is going to puke you out the local currency. And so we already have on and off ramps everywhere that there are Bitcoin on and off ramps, right? Strike is mm-hmm. natively interoperable with these networks. And so an El Salvador user can get free and instant remittance. You want $1, done, instant, free. You want 100 you want 1000 you want 100000 same thing. Now they have a synthetic digital dollar that they can use P2P like Cash App. They want to buy Bitcoin on Strike, done. They want to make P2P payments, done. They want to cash out to local currency, done. We have mobily banked the unbanked. We have given them free and instant international money transfer. We have provided them financial services that have had gatekeepers for hundreds of years. And we're doing this all. That's awesome. It's an open permissionless network. It's very important. I was down in El Salvador, I think it was the end of last year, and I was with the Bitcoin Beach guys. And they got that program where they're like, they got uh, local use and they're trying to keep them away from crime and they reward them in Bitcoin, and then the local businesses accept them. But the problem they had is that the volatility in the Bitcoin was causing a problem, and they were having to swallow the volatility, so nobody lost any money. You've solved that as well. Exactly. We're, so this isn't just about El Salvador. This is a cash app on steroids for billions of people in smaller markets. Billions. I mean, this is absolutely massive. You get access to a synthetic digital dollar that you can make P2P payments with your friends and family. You want to buy Bitcoin? You want to take some of it and save it in Bitcoin? Buy Bitcoin on Strike. It's free. It's easy. You want to send money to and from Europe, to and from the UK, to and from the US, remittance to your family? Easy, free, safe, no cost, all from your phone. Strike acts as the bank account you never had if you're in El Salvador. So not only is this about, yeah, I can send dollars received as pounds. Yeah, but this is about reaching billions of people that need help. And this but, innovation carries like much more weight than the better version of TransferWise. And, and yeah, it's, so, but it's important, like the Lightning Network, as much shit as it got, you know, it's only possible with Bitcoin and the Lightning Network. And so it's wor- well worth the wait and all the hard work people have given. You know, I'm so proud of this community because we're finally able to deliver on a user story and a killer app that makes sense and it delivers value to billions of people. We'll have a million users 
when we onboard all the Bittrex users within the first quarter. I mean, this is legitimate, and I'm so proud of that. So I want to make that statement. Dude, it's honestly, you're blowing my mind right now. This is awesome. Okay, I've got so many more questions. Who are you fucking with? Who are you putting out of business? Um, so let me tell you a story quickly. Uh, I think that this is really important to answer your question. Uh, so in India, um, there's what's known as UPI, Unified Payments Interface. Uh, what that is, is in India, they, the government mandated this singular QR code, this singular p- payment standard for how payments will need to be made, digital payments in India. So there was a company that predated UPI, okay? It was called Paytm, absolutely massive company. One of the biggest fintech companies of all time at one point. Even like Berkshire Hathaway was a lead investor at one point. They were valued at God knows how many billions of dollars. They had 320 million registered users. For reference, Cash App has like 50 million. Cash App's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? 350 million compared to 50 million to give you scale of how absolutely massive this thing was going to take over the world, right? What were they? They were the same as Cash App. They were the same as PayPal. They were a private network. They were the Paytm network. They created identity within their network, a way to make and receive payments. They were just there first, right? Okay. India introduces UPI, the Unified Payment Standard, right? All of a sudden, this company that was walking on water went from number one market leader by a long mile to the fourth. And why was that? Is that if they were to integrate the UPI standard, it would sacrifice the value of the Paytm network they had built up for so long, right? If their merchants all of a sudden also accepted the UPI, well, then who's to say I need Paytm to pay that? I can use this other wallet or this other wallet or this other wallet, right? It was a unified standard that was globally accepted and everyone was interoperable with. It was an UPI became an open network. India went from the Paytm closed monopoly to the UPI open network, and it absolutely destroyed the Paytm business, right? Now, I'm saying all this to draw an equivalence. When I walk into Starbucks today, and I were to tap the guy on the shoulder next to me and say, hey, how are you paying for your coffee? He'd look at me and be like, what type of fucking asshole are you with my Visa card? How are you paying for it, you idiot? Of course, we live in the Visa monopoly, right? We live in the Square, the PayPal, the Visa, like these private networks. Now, what if there was a singular standard where Starbucks was accepting these new Bitcoin monetary, like lightning monetary networks, like these QR codes, and they're never touching Bitcoin, the asset, as, as the money comes in, strike, or someone else automatically converts it and credits them dollars, right? But then when I ask you, hey, how are you paying for this? Oh, I got Cash App. I got Coinbase. I got Strike. I, I have Blue Wallet. Oh, my nephew built a wallet uh, for his fucking science fair project, right? All of a sudden, market share is absolutely sacrificed by all of these monetary networks. All of a sudden, there's an open, unified standard. That So I say all that to say, when PayPal integrates Bitcoin, they allow you to speculate on the price. They don't even allow you to withdraw to an address. Why? If they allow PayPal users to be interoperable with the Bitcoin network, this new open standard, the Bitcoin and Lightning network is what UPI was for India. Bitcoin and Lightning is for the whole world. 
right? They're going to dematerialize all of these monetary networks that exist today. PayPal, the, the public market valuation of PayPal is a proxy to the valuation of the monetary network that they've built. All the merchants, all the users, all the features that they've built within their own network. If they start to remain interoperable with all of these, this new lightning Bitcoin monetary network, they're going to sacrifice share. When I go to check out at a PayPal merchant, who's to say I want to use PayPal to pay it? I'll use Strike. I'll use Blue Wallet. I'll use Wallet of Satoshi. I'll use the command line. Fuck you. You know? And so Square and PayPal and all these companies are in a predicament. I mean, I, I'm able to do international money transfer at no cost in any, any time of the day, in real time. I mean, so they know that there's serious advantages to this monetary network, but adopting it is going to come at a huge cost of market share and sacrifice of the value of their own network. If the PayPal network gets degraded and is worth less, I mean, the company's going down fast. Companies like, that's the whole thesis behind Strike, is that there's going to be this type of flippening. And if you're not interoperable natively to these new monetary networks, you're lost. But at this point- with everyone. Yeah, but at this point, it's on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Trojan horse. I give no fucks. I'm here to help Bitcoin, to push this through. I've been working on the Lightning Network for years. I've been working on this vision for so long, and I'm calling everyone's bluff. Yeah, I'm going to allow anyone in the United States to send money to Central America and bank the unbanked because I'm using an open network. How do they have... AT Did I install strike ATMs all throughout El Salvador? Do I need to do that in 200 other countries? Nope. I'm on an open mm -hmm. network. There are millions of people working on the network that I'm working on. How many people are working on the PayPal network? More than that are working on the Bitcoin network? Bullshit. You can't compete with me. You can't compete with me. I built this company out of my bedroom and you can't compete with me. Why? Because my network is open. Everyone's building on it at the same time. Someone already put ATMs all through El Salvador. I didn't have to do it. You just simply cannot compete. You have to succumb to the open network. The open network is going to swallow you whole, whether it was UPI and Paytm or Bitcoin and Lightning and Square and PayPal. I mean, and in, in, you know, before I end this rant, you know, Square, I know these companies are brilliant. I love them and they're aware of this. And I think that they're making best efforts about this. But it, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. If Jack Dorsey were to enable lightning QR codes at all the Square merchants, who's to say I would use Visa or Square to mm -hmm. pay at Starbucks? Fuck you guys. So these companies with these private networks, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Jackie fucking baller, man. I love it. Okay. So I'm now thinking about when I went out to Venezuela, right? And I went to Venezuela, went to check it out. And there's all this, been all this talk about how Bitcoin can help people in Venezuela. And I got there and I came out. I was like, no, I fucking can't. You can, if you're middle class, it can help you because you can hold Bitcoin. And then every other week, you can, you can transfer whatever bolivars you need out, out of your Bitcoin and you can survive, right? But it was absolutely no use for all the people who are living in the slums who live on like four, five, six dollars a month, right? They have a couple of issues. Firstly, people want notes, right? But the problem is people are buying things that are worth, uh, worth less than a dollar. So they can't, the, most of the poor people can't actually use the dollar because, you know, even if they have $5, they get their change in the Bolivar, which is inflating away. So you solve that problem for them because they can accept amounts less than a dollar, right? Yeah. So I, I want to quickly make a distinction between Bitcoin, the asset, and Bitcoin, the network. The asset, your assumption was, can't really help them. It's extremely volatile. Yeah. It's hard to custody, yeah. right? Like all these things. 
Bitcoin the network. Let's talk about Bitcoin the network when compared to the Visa network or the PayPal network. Bitcoin the network gives you identity out of the box, gives you payment specifications out of the box. And combined with the Lightning network, gives you instant cash finality in real time at no cost. That network, now let me tell you something else about this network. The Bitcoin and Lightning network is the most inclusive monetary network of all time. How well does the PayPal network work in El Salvador? Does it even? I don't even know if it's there. there. Is it there? Is it there? I don't think so. How well does the Bitcoin and Lightning Network work in El Salvador? I think it works the same as Chicago. I think it works the same as London. I think it works the same as New York. It is the most inclusive network. So yeah, if you're in Venezuela, what's extremely valuable to you is the Bitcoin and Lightning Network. The asset's Mm -hmm. also valuable. The asset you should use as your savings account. The asset you should protect your wealth and ensure that inflation and the assets around you don't run away from you in expense. But the network can help your everyday life in making and receiving remittance payments and essentially banking yourself through stable coins and this new monetary network. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. So there needs to be a distinction between the asset and the network. They're mm-hmm. two different things. Okay. So, so if I've got my wallet, I've got my strike wallet, and I've, you send me your $1,000, I get my 750 pound. If I'm like, I just want to hold Bitcoin, can I flip that in the app to Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin? Yep. Can I hold both balances? Yeah. So, so right now, the way that you buy Bitcoin with Strike is you scan a QR code. You then scan a QR code to your cold storage. So let's say, I know Casa is a sponsor of yours, right? Let's say you wanted to send these 750 pounds and just put it all into your Casa cold storage. You scan a QR code to your Casa cold storage, click send. Strike's going to take the 750 pounds, convert it to the little Satoshis, right? And then the little Satoshis are going to run to your Casa wallet and park themselves there. So it's essentially buying Bitcoin. We have gotten a ton of ton of demand to just be able to flip within the app so you don't have to have your own custody yep. solution and such. And so we'll add that, no problem. I mean, all of these things are like super trivial. I, I think the main innovation is what I've been describing. But yeah, I mean- no, Of course. It's like- But does it flip? Does it flip those? Because you, you, that's the Lightning Network and my cast is not Lightning Network, is you know, it's the oh, Bitcoin main chain. No, so does it flip into it, Bit? Yeah, we're interoperable with both the Bitcoin Network and the Lightning Network. So actually- majority of strikes volume today in the United States is on chain, believe it or not. Um, I think it's because lightning has no killer app. I mean, you either doing gift cards or, you know, it's more of a toy. I think with this, you know, international money transfer product, I think it'll be lightning's first killer app and delivering its, its value on a global stage. But yeah, no, we do, you know, millions of dollars worth of on chain volume a month today works well. Okay. Next thing I'm th- thing I'm thinking about is that you you say about using the the Lightning Network to move uh, move value around the world, uh, but I've also been told there's like limitations with liquidity in the Lightning Network. Is that not a problem you're having at all? No, not at all. I mean, we manage. We have so many nodes all over the world. Uh, it's easy. Again, I mean, this is money that is software. If there's something that's missing, we just build it. I mean, you really want to bet against engineering and betting against engineering is betting against humanity and human life itself. So no, we just don't bet against Jack Malas. Yeah. And and here's the other cool thing is, you know, we have our own lightning setup, but you know, there's a company bottle pay that seems to be operating Mm -hmm. a similar service. If a user wants to send money from strike to bottle pay, they can. Why did we come up with some way to communicate that PayPal and cash app didn't No. We're on the same open monetary network, right? And so, you know, no, there's no liquidity issues. There's no security issues. 
you know, I, I believe my team is one of the best engineering teams in the world, best business teams in the world. We're absolutely crushing it and uh, no issues on our end. And every other Bitcoin and Lightning service that props up, you know, there are users that have Cash App and are like, uh, someone's like, can you pay me to my strike? And the user's like, no, I don't have strike. I only have Cash App. And they're like, okay, buy Bitcoin on Cash App and send an on-chain payment to my strike account. And then strike will convert that to dollars. And people are kind of hacking, making strike interoperable with Cash App. How is that possible? I've never met Jack Dorsey in my life. It's because we're interoperable with the same monetary network. It's fascinating. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he's going to want to talk to you at some point. All right. Talk yeah. me through the Okung thing. What's going on with the Okung thing? Um, yeah. I mean, so Russell firstly is just an awesome friend of mine. I look up to him uh, as a mentor, as a leader. I think he's a fantastic human being. And uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, I've been wanting to get paid in Bitcoin. Haven't been able to figure out a way how. Strike is this, as I understand it, this new Bitcoin native neobank. So in the same way that I can use Strike that people are today, can Strike process my payroll and puke it out to my cold storage. I bust my ass. I risk my health for my family, for my profession, for my labor. I want to get home from practice to see new Bitcoins in my cold storage on payday because I believe that's the best and most efficient way to protect my wealth. And it's in the best interest of myself and my family. I looked him in the eye. I said, you got it done. And that's what we did from a high level. It was really that simple. I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff with, you know, the NFL and all, all that stuff has been fun, but at the simplest level, I mean, you're talking about a citizen who performs labor for their family and they're interested in protecting themselves from asset inflation and, and securing their wealth for decades and centuries and generations to come. And said, can you, help, can you help me get my payroll in an asset that protects me? That is Bitcoin. I said, yes. Right. I've got, uh, I've got seven people who work for me now in Australia, US, UK. Can I put my whole payroll on strike? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take we're, the British pounds. They're going to zip over to the Lightning Network and we can either give them Aussie dollars or they can, it can go to their cold storage. I mean, it's the most flexible. Strike is the most flexible Neo bank that's ever existed. I mean, do anything. When can I start this, dude? When can I start this? I want to so, use it now. Yeah. So uh, right now, Strike is in this uh, testing beta. We're in the UK. There's users in the EU, obviously Central America and El Salvador. Um, we're going to continue to widen it pretty much every single day and eventually pour on the 1 million plus Bittrex users and just blow the roof off this thing, call it in a month or two. Uh, just for context, this company is built out of my bedroom. We're growing very fast, obviously, but uh, it, it, the responsible thing would not allow a billion people to sign up today. And so you can go to, I should have mentioned this earlier, global.strike.me and just request early access. So for you, Peter, I will give you early access just because you're a good friend of mine. Thanks, brother. But everyone else, uh, sign up. It's actually really important that you sign up, refer friends, because we're, we're going to take a look at the countries that are signing up and the individuals that are signing up, and we're going to prioritize the rollout accordingly. We've gotten demand from Central America, Africa, South America, Europe, UK, Canada, Australia. Um, my company's balance sheet right now, I mean, we're going to need to do a capital raise to, to scale to a billion people. So isn't it, there's just a lot to test and a lot to do over the next two months. And so you got my word for it, that we're going to roll this out responsibly in the right way. So if you go to global.strike.me, just enter your email address. As you refer friends, you move up in the list. I want to know which countries need this first. And uh, call it Q1, so the next one to two two months or so. Um, this will be publicly available and 
well over 100 countries, probably over 200. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how quickly the Dude, world changes after that. You're, you're going to piss your capital raise. That's going to be a breeze. <laughs> I've got literally no worries for you about that. Jesus, yeah. man, I'm sure you've got people knocking on your doors already. So what else is coming up? Is there any other cool stuff I want to I know, man? Anything you can tell me? Um, I mean, we, so obviously the international funds transfers, really cool innovation. Um, but we've got our visa cards. We have merchant services. The, the new laws here in the U.S. are making things interesting, but uh, proposed by FinCEN. But yeah, I mean, we think we can help pretty much everyone that acts in a monetary fashion and uses finance. So uh, I think 2021 will be a big year for Bitcoin, will be a big year for Lightning, will be a big year for Strike and myself. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm trying to give you some some headlines to bite. There's a ton you of give, you give me loads. That, well, well look, there's can, some, you I, th- I'll tell you this. There's a ton of celebrities yeah. and professional athletes that everyone knows that is in my inbox looking to do what Russell did. And so that's really <laughs> fun too. I, I think the amount of not only buying power but brand association demand for Bitcoin is really cool. I think you know 2021 could be the the year that Bitcoin totally erases it's demons and uh, brand association of the past with drugs and the black market. And uh, it's where the cool kids hang out. The cool kids have sats now. We're about to hit, we're about to hit 33 K again. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable, dude. That dip. I laughed at that dip. It was funny. I phoned, I phoned my dad up and I was telling him about it. And um, I said, look, I'm going to buy some golf clubs because you need some new golf clubs. And he saw the dip the next day and he was like, no, Pete, you can't do it. You can't buy me some new golf clubs. It's, I saw the prices drop $5,000. I was like, like, firstly, that's going to get eat, eaten up. And secondly, Dad, look where we've come this year. It's, uh, it's incredible. I think it's going to be an incredible year. Just a couple more things just before we close mm-hmm. out, man. Appreciate your yeah. time. Firstly, dude, firstly, proud of you, man. Like, not in a patronizing, condescending, arsehole kind of way, but just I know how hard you work. I know how much you've put into this. And I love your attitude. I love everything you're doing. You're going to be... Uh, you're going to be hugely successful and it's amazing. And uh, it's been great to get to know you. But like when you look at this now and you look at what's happening with Bitcoin and you're seeing all the people coming in and you're seeing all the interest, is there anything that's worrying you? Have you got any things where you're like, oh shit, we need to work on this. We need to work on that. Any kind of, you know, whether it's messaging or you know, working with like trying to keep the regulators off our back. Is there anything that you're kind of just like niggling at you? To be quite honest, no. no. In, in my typical like Jack Mallers fashion. Yeah, of like fuck you know, everyone, but, fuck you, fuck this. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, more practically, I do think that uh, there is going to have to be a transition phase from what exists to this new monetary network and a new premier asset that is Bitcoin. And how that happens uh, could be rough, and and uh, there, there could be a lot of fights, regulations. Um, government reaction, or a lot of these big money public companies that are going to be facing disruption to their face, I think is, you know, I sit in, in worry sometimes. I do. I wear my hoodies, I wear my hat, and I brand myself on purpose. I brand myself in this way that, you know, the guys in hoodies that are contributed, contributing to Bitcoin core, we are the new C-suites at private banks. We are the people that are impacting the way the world works. And I overmarket that on purpose. Um, and you know, I, I think in some ways we invite some controversy and some fighting in this inevitable transition that's going to happen over the next century. So I would say in that in that respect, um, it's something I'm not necessarily looking forward to, like Secretary Mnuchin coming after my business or going to war with JP fuck Diamond. Fuck you, Mnuchin. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, fuck you. But uh, but I, I know that that's not going to go over gracefully. Um 
but someone's got to do it. And uh, I'm not afraid of anybody. So we'll see. I think that's, that's the only thing. Um, outside of that, I'm just really proud of this community and this whole industry. There's so much work to be done, but uh, sometimes you really do have to look in the mirror and just be really proud of the sacrifice and the work that uh, it's taken to, to get here. I mean, what we're achieving, even if it were all to fail today, um, just the, the mere education vehicle that is Bitcoin and that is this community, um, it's advanced the world enough on its own. Um, despite even delivering on this asset and this network that's going to change it for centuries to come. So really, really proud and uh, feeling pretty wholesome nowadays. <laughs> Should do, man. Well, we're memeing this into existence, right? We're memeing this to a uh, million dollars. It's just everyone's going to crush it. I, I love I love the battle now on Twitter. Anyone who's trying to dismiss some of the arguments as well, they're so like the same ones that came around in 13 and 17, and people are just memeing them out. It's, uh, and it's swallowing people up. Seeing someone like Ray Dalio flip and say, you know what? I might have this wrong. Tell me about it. Educate me on Bitcoin. We've got people changing their mind. People are understanding it. The, the only issues I ever have with people is like, the pro- they always say, it's too expensive, I'm too late, and it's too volatile. But I think even that's going now. Um, all right, just to close out, bro, uh, anything I can ever do, you just shout me, anything I can do to help promote, uh, you, you know, you can reach out to me and just tell people what you want them to do again, remind them where to go, what to look up. Yeah. So this is recorded on uh, Tuesday. What is it? January 5th. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll get this out on Friday. Yeah. So, so I'll be coming out with an announcement, uh, Wednesday, January 6th tomorrow. Uh, you can read it. Uh, go to global.strike.me, sign up. Just let me know where you live uh, so I can get it to your country first. And as always, like I get, always get so emotional. I love the support that Peter, people like <laughs> you and my family and this community. It's so cool, man. I was on fucking TV and I got so many people cheering me on in a hoodie. Uh, I really, I've, I've had COVID this month or in December I had COVID. I was battling minutiae and regulations. I was fighting for everything I'm talking about today. I call my parents like once a week, just crying. Like I'm out of gas. I got nothing left in the tank. Um, I don't think I'm going to make it. But it is like logging on to Twitter and seeing all the support and love that I get. Uh, it means the world to me. It really does. So I just want to say thank you. I, I feel like we're achieving something really remarkable with Bitcoin, the asset and the price and uh, how it's helping people protect and preserve their wealth. And now the network that we're using is changing the world too. And uh I feel like we're all accomplishing it together. And uh, I'm so thankful for that and the relationship I have with everybody. It means a lot. Well, dude, you're crushing it, man. I love I love to see the support you're getting. Um, look, it's been shit this year and I've been able to travel. Usually I'll be out to, out to the States at least a couple of times a year, see you or if not see you, see your stepmom and see your dad. And yeah. Let your mom cook me, let your mom cook me dinner. Um, but uh, look, you're crushing it, man. You're absolutely crushing it. Just keep <laughs> doing it. Anything I can ever do, you reach out to me. You let me know. Um, and look, I've got your back and fingers crossed this is going to all continue to be successful. And I've got absolute confidence in you, bro. Uh, keep doing it. Keep smashing it. And hopefully we're going to get a beer in at some point this year. Absolutely. No, no doubt in my mind. And I appreciate it, buddy. You too. Congratulations on everything. All right, man. Take care. See you soon. Cheers. All right. What did you think of that? Mind blown. Fucking hell. Jack is such a badass, right? I love what he's built here. I love everything he's doing. It is definitely one of the coolest applications built on Bitcoin that I've ever seen. He's actually banking the unbanked. All the other people have talked about that bullshit. He's actually doing it and he's doing it in the right way. This is game-changing stuff. Congratulations, Jack, man. I'm so proud of you, dude. I hope you absolutely crush it, brother. If you want to find out more, there are links in the show notes. If you've got any questions about the show, 
you can reach out to me. It's hello at whatbitcoindid.com. If you want to support the show, just head over to iTunes, leave me a review. And also, as I said in the intro, Defiance is back. And yesterday we launched the first of our single series audio documentaries. Locked Out looks at the challenges faced by convicts when released from prison who also want to get back into work. You can find out more about that at defiance.news. Outside of that, have a great weekend and I'll see you all next week.